Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up here in just a few moments, Minnesota released some new budget news today. Let's just say red. We'll leave it there for now. Also, should well-run states need to bail out, possibly bail out poorly run states? More on that in just a moment. We start today, though, with this. The balance of public safety while preserving your God-given constitutional rights. That's the subject of tonight's Point of View. We're going to talk about how easily... You and I, and I jump in this pool as well, so just everything we're talking about tonight, this is us together, but how easily we forget about or forfeit our God-given rights, how quickly we forget about what our founders sacrificed for the incredible freedoms that we enjoy today right here in the United States of America. In my opinion, you're going to find out here in a moment why, but it's important that we never, never forget those sacrifices for our freedoms. You may remember last week, Attorney General Bill Barr put out a memo because he was concerned that some of the state stay-at-home orders were infringing, I love that word, infringing upon people's constitutional rights. In fact, in his memo, he states, and I'm quoting here, the Constitution is not suspended in time of crisis. He goes on to say, hey, we must therefore be vigilant to ensure its protections are preserved while at the same time that the public is protected. I know that you and I together can do both pretty easily. I bring this up because right now, Governor Tim Walz and other governors are restricting, they're infringing upon your ability to exercise your freedom of religion. They do that because they want to limit the number of people that can obviously be congregating in one place. And you know what? It's fair. If, if the church leader, the faith leader wants to do that, that's fine. But I also want to remind all of us here in America that we put our faith in God, not in government. We put our faith in God, not in government, because last time I checked, the very First Amendment that these founders sacrificed their lives for, the very First Amendment they put in our Bill of Rights, that are God-given, inalienable rights that said this, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or, this is important, prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Again, A.G. Bill Barr said, hey, the Constitution's not scrapped in a time of crisis. And when it comes to our First Amendment, our U.S. Constitution, pun intended here, trumps, trumps any state executive order. In case you're not aware, the state of Minnesota is restricting that faith leaders, when they're holding services with 10 or more people, they don't want you doing that, even if you're practicing safe social distancing right now. They do not want you to be doing that kind of stuff. So I spoke, I reached out to Minnesota Governor Tim Wall's office earlier today, spoke with his chief of staff, Here's what he said to me. He said, look, Chris, I'm not an attorney. Okay, he gets that. He goes, Chris, I'm not an attorney. Basically, the executive order, in his opinion, says that, yeah, if a church was to gather with 10 or more people, it would break a law. If they didn't follow the order, it would break a law. He said, Chris, we're not trying to go out there. and we're not, We don't want to cite people. We're not going to go out and arrest people if someone does this. So he did want to be clear about that. He just want to make that clear. But he does say, yeah, you could be breaking the law if you did it. And you got to be honest here, folks. I'm not blaming the government tonight. I mean, if you're the government, if you're someone in government, it's just natural. You're going to want to exercise to see how much power can you inflict upon the people that you govern. Unfortunately, that's just how humans are. If you're the government, you, you want to find out just how obedient people will be. So I'm not really putting this at the feet of the government, which obviously is the easy thing to do. But what I want to do tonight is I want to talk and speak to our faith leaders Say, hey, guys, th this is your time, guys and gals. You need to stand up for the God-given inalienable rights that are in our Constitution right now. I'm not asking you to go out and be disobedient to authority, okay? Let me be clear. This is an executive order. I know if I was saying, hey, go be disobedient to ex an executive order, you may come back at me with Romans 13 and say, hey, Chris, in Romans 13, it tells me I need to subject myself to government authority. That's fine. I get it. I understand that. 
What I'm saying, though, is you've got God-given inalienable rights that are in our U.S. Constitution, so use them. File a lawsuit. Stand up legally, peacefully for the rights that we've been given that many people have sacrificed their lives for. And I bring this up because that's exactly what happened in the state of Kansas. Some church leaders there filed a lawsuit to stand up for their God-given inalienable rights. And guess what? A U.S. federal judge in the District Court of Kansas ruled in their favor. He said, look, folks, if this executive order is going to prohibit your freedom to freely exercise your religion, they didn't get a stand in this district court. The federal judge basically said, you know what, essentially, hey, if you're going to go out there and you're going to allow people to have 10 or more people at secular places like a Walmart or a shopping mall or things of that nature, then yeah, you absolutely can have 10 or more people, and again, social distance, but can have 10 or more people in places that are protected by the U.S. Constitution. I bring this up tonight because I know it's easy for us to forget maybe the power that you and I have in this country, but that's the beauty of America. You and I, folks, let me remind you, okay, it's important that we get reminded of this, we are not supposed to be afraid of our government. The government's supposed to fear us, we the people. Let's remind ourselves they work for us, not the other way around. Last week, I put out a tweet that said this, we can bring this up, please, it said, Dear America, no more white coat effect. Think for yourself, please. Love, Chris. <laughs> so do you know what the white coat effect is? The white coat effect is essentially when we, we give away our power, we defer to authority, and sometimes it can be for no other reason. I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's true. For no other reason than the person simply wearing a white coat. We have been trained in our brains to perceive that person in a white coat to have authority, to be in a position of authority. So I bring all this up because there was an old study done back in the early 1960s by a gentleman by the name of Stanley Milgram, and the study specifically was about conformity and obedience. If you're not familiar with the study, please, please go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash POV now. I posted it over on that page over the weekend, but it is an absolutely fascinating, fascinating study. So to give you the quick synopsis, they essentially took random people, they brought them in as subjects, and they were told, hey, here's what's going to happen. We're going to team you up with a person. Um, they had an instructor as well. That instructor was a person in a white coat. And these people were instructed, here's what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to go in there. Initially, it was a memory thing. Right? They were set, told that this was going to be a memory study. They were going to get paid like four bucks. But then once they finally got there, they said, look, we're going to put this person in another room. You're going to be in this room. Um, and then they were going to go in and and they were told they were going to be shocking this person in the other room. They couldn't see. Now, there was no shocks going on. None of that was happening. But I bring this up to just give you a demonstration of how easily we will conform for really no other reason than a person being in a white coat. How easily we can become obedient and yet forgive our God-given rights that we can peacefully stand up for. And I want to give you some context tonight because people in the study um, were told about the memory piece, the $4 piece. And I want to share with you just a, a quick clip here to create some context of how I'm gonna explain this in a little bit more depth. And again, if you wanna watch the whole thing, go to our Facebook page, but please, this is a short clip. Watch the person that walks into the, the screen, but listen closely to what he says. Now, both of you have been paid, so let me sit right down. So let me say that the checks are yours simply for showing up at the lab. And from this point on, no matter what happens, the money is yours. Okay, so the obvious thing there is obviously guys in a white coat. 
But most importantly, here's what he said just at the very end. He just told the subject sitting there on those chairs and pretty much quoting, hey, you've both been paid. So no matter what, no matter what happens from this point on, the money's yours. Why do I want to give that context to you? Because right there, those two guys right there, they got paid. They could have simply left right there, still gotten paid, no big deal. But this is how humans operate. So in the study, what they would do is they would take these people into the room. As I mentioned before, the study guy or the person running the study was in a white coat. They'd have one person in the room with the guy in the white coat telling the person to continue to ask the other person in the room questions. If they got the questions wrong because they didn't have the right memory, they were supposed to shock them. 65% of the subjects, folk, would shock people to levels that I didn't want to talk about on TV, but it was stunning to see how obedient and how people would easily conform because a dude's got a white coat on it for four bucks. It's stunning how it happens. And so I, I want to share with you a little bit. I don't want to get into the study itself. Again, if you want to watch it, it's hard to watch because the person in the other room, when this person supposedly, again, he's not shocking anybody, but supposedly is shocking somebody, what they would do is they would do the shock. The person in the room then would start screaming and yelling, going, ah, I can't take this. Don't, you know, don't. So I don't want to get into that, but I do want to show you this gentleman that you were seeing right here. I'm going to show you a little clip of him towards the end of the video. And notice the person that's conducting the study, the person in the white coat, the questioning that takes place of this gentleman and listen closely to his responses. Roll the tape. A few questions, if I may. How do you feel about the I feel all right, but I don't like what's happened. That I fall in there, he's been hollering, and we had to keep giving him shocks. I didn't like that one bit. I mean, he's, he wanted to get out, and he just kept going, kept throwing 450 volts. I didn't like that. He wouldn't even look at on that gentleman. Well, who was actually pushing the switch? I was. But he kept insisting. I told him no, but he said, he got to keep going. I told him it's time we stopped when we got up to uh, 195, 210 volts. Why didn't you just stop? He wouldn't let me. I wanted to stop. Did you hear the end there? Person just said to him, but but he but he kept insisting, right? The person told him that around the say, hey, well, you got to keep doing this. And then the person said, well, why didn't you just stop? And the guy right there on the white shirt said, you wouldn't let me. I wanted to stop. I didn't want to do this anymore. But you wouldn't let me, the guy in the white coat. But is that true? Because remember. At the very beginning, when they first walked in, when they first got prepped on the study, what did the person in the white coat say again? Hit it. Do you have that, Zach? Now, both of you have been paid. So let me sit right down. So let me say that the checks are yours simply for showing up at the lab. And from this point on, no matter what happens, the money is yours. So he says, hey, look, you've both been paid. No matter what happens from this point on, right? That moment, you're still going to get your money. So if you want to get up and leave right now, you could do that. At any time in the study, that guy could have said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going to go do what I think is the right thing to do. But when you've got somebody in a position of authority, we often fall prey and go, I, I don't know what to do. What should I do? But, but you know in your gut what you need to do. And that was my point tonight is that, look, all of us right now have got these God-given inalienable rights that I want us to remember because people have sacrificed their lives for them for us. And sometimes we forget it and forget about the power that we have in this country. So I want to encourage us, hey, be aware. I, had a, I did a segment a while ago, question everything right now. Question everything. But know the power that you have, the God-given rights that you have, and just stand up for them in a peaceful way.
way because together I know that we can balance public safety, but at the same point in time, preserving our God-given constitutional rights. And that's tonight's point of view. Please share your point of view with us. Uh, I want to remind you, we've now got the Fighting for the Truth email club, so it's very easy to sign up for that. Just go to our website, povnow.tv. Again, povnow.tv. And then on the, there it is right there. You'll see on the side, Fighting for the Truth email club. Put in your email, hit subscribe, and you can get that on a pretty much daily basis. And please share your point of view with us. It's very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We've got much more coming up right after this.